1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into?
0: Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13. Welcome. You're listening to the Golf Under Far podcast. As the title suggests, On The Gup, we talk about all things relating to golf performance, so you can golf under par. While listening, you'll hear discussion on all facets of golf, physical, mental, and whatever else will make you a better golfer. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. I'm a golfer myself, as well as a physical therapist and strength coach. Let's take this journey together to golf under par. Thank you for listening, now let's dive in. Welcome everybody to the Golf Under Par podcast. I'm here with our guest, Nelson Morales Uh, he's a strength and conditioning specialist a sports performance consultant he specifically works with a lot of youth athletes but he's also the owner of KFS performance where he does consult with the the many different uh, adult athletes on different tours all right he does a lot of different other sports baseball soccer but he also does a lot of golf so that's what we got him on here for talking a little bit about youth athletes talking about just training in, in general and how we can all get better so thank you so much Nelson for coming on
1: Hey, I really appreciate it. Uh, definitely, it's always good to have people like yourself wanting to go ahead and really increase education out to the people there.
0: Yeah. So I always start everything by asking, what got you into golf?
1: <laughs> uh, definitely, probably one of the most unconventional routes. So uh, probably about the age of 12, my uncle he came down to Florida Uh, We're all originally from Long Island, New York, and took me out to a golf range, and he showed me, okay, here's a three-quarter swing. So me, coming from a baseball, soccer background myself, I'm like, all right, well, I think I can do it because I know how to swing a baseball bat. Well, what the heck did I go and do? I went, I swung, I totally missed the golf ball. And when I went through my follow through, I go and look, something was missing. It wasn't my hands. It was golf club. So, uh, you know, definitely a majority of individuals at that age, would have said, forget this, this isn't the sport for me. I don't want to know any more about it. It actually, it intrigued me to want to go ahead and learn even more and definitely bring that into youth realm. Uh, a little bit of background story with me is always been an athlete myself. Um, my major sports, especially in New York, uh, we were baseball, soccer, football, and uh, I actually was an overweight athlete, uh, very prone to injury myself. So went to college, and I actually wanted to become a physical therapist, but life took a different way for me. And I actually, I went for finance. I didn't like finance and left college and decided, you know what, I love personal fitness training. So I got into that and I really, I still had the athletic side into me. So I met up with the gentleman at the time was working for the David Ledbetter Academy. He was their strength and conditioning coach. Doug Para and I interned underneath him for a little while and he introduced me to all the pros that he was working with. And it just, it kind of got me into that realm. So I really wanted to go ahead. And my deal was, I didn't want the next generation to have to go through what I had to go through the injuries and, um, you know, being overweight. So especially as an athlete, this is a way that I felt that I could go ahead and then contribute. So I got my TPI certification, level one and fitness two, uh, also more of a youth fitness certification with the IYCA. Um, that actually is a great one. It's the International Youth and Conditioning Association. What they do is really they focus on at individual ages, what we need to concentrate on when it comes to youth development, kind of like with TKI's uh, youth um, program, which is just amazing. And uh, a whole host of other certifications. My learning just never ends. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. <laughs>
0: All right. So I guess you mentioned those certifications that went What's been the biggest influence on your kind of training style?
1: my training style jeez oh, he asking, asking some great questions I gotta say oh, yeah. well <laughs> you got it. when it comes down to the biggest influence for me definitely is more looking into a whole view um again being that over that overweight kid and being injury prone so I wanted to go ahead and find those unique certifications that really have the most impact.
0: Okay, cool. And um, so, you on your site, I, I was looking at the Rubik system, and yeah, yeah. I was curious a little bit more about about that. I know it, it kind of goes into different different areas, so why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, well, yeah, definitely with that. So. With the Rubik's system, basically one day, my wife, she yells at me all the time because I just, I'm one of those daydreamers. I'm always thinking about one thing or another. And uh, I was looking at Rubik's cube. And I saw, you know, with the Rubik's cube, you have all four sides. The ultimate goal is to go ahead and have the same exact color onto them. So I started thinking, and I'm like, you know what? That actually, that's what we're looking for when it comes to making an optimal athlete. So what I did is I took different aspects on what an athlete I felt they needed to encompass this optimal athlete that would perform amazing. And it came down to one side actually was mental. Um, a lot of people, they think when it comes down to mental, that it's actually focusing on all positive reinforcement. And, uh, you know, I have to be mentally stimulated into it. Yes, in one way, in the way that I actually do it. It's called mind movement training. It's, I wish I could say I was the creator of it. I actually, I made a little bit of a derivative off of a company out of Germany. Uh, It's another certification that I got called Life Kinetics. And the original person that did develop it, his name is Hoss Lutz. Uh, He was a physical education teacher over there. And what he started really researching into is, we all think that the brain is right and left hemisphere. But what he started seeing is actually there are different areas that work on different areas of emotions of, um, performance and the brain actually is broken down into eight different sections and each one gets stimulated by a different, um, different sayings in things. So, um, and kind of the way that I expanded with it was, I'll give you a prime example, um, you know, on how we get fixated with things and kind of how I go in with the athletes, I prime them, uh, mentally. So if you, the people out there, if you cross your arms, okay. And you just go normal. Okay. Awesome. I see you doing it there. Okay. Now go ahead and release them out. Do it again. Okay. All right. Now take them out. Do it one more time. Okay, now what I want you to do is I want you to loosen out and I want you to do it the opposite direction. Okay, pardon. Well, okay, I see the smile on your face. That felt awkward, didn't it?
0: Yep, definitely.
1: did. Okay, the reason why is because we are so, we go into an automatic mode when it comes to our brains. So especially when you're looking at an athlete, you know, there's reaction training that we're doing a lot of now, and it's, yeah, it's key important things in trying to get the brain really to operate quick, but it's not tapping into actually opening up different sections of the brain. You know, they say we only use 5% of our brain's capacity. Well, this is another way in actually going and now creating a new open, an openness in taking all the electrical impulses inside the brain and reopening map back up. So mind movement actually through movement training. And um, like I said, what I would do something in that cross pattern, something that simple is I would then equate it to a number. And I'd say, okay, one, I want you to cross right over left. Okay. Say two, you're going to cross left over right. Okay. And we'd keep going over that. Then, what's the quickest way for the brain actually to learn a new pattern is to fail. So, the ultimate goal would be in kind of tricking you up and letting you fail. So, that's from the mental aspect. Then it comes down to the nutritional aspect. A big one there is I deal with um, precision nutrition. Uh, what I love about them is. They actually, they work on habit changes, especially when it comes to youth population. We know, okay, it's burgers and fries. They love it. You know, chicken fingers. If you're lucky, you'll get some salads in there. So with Precision Nutrition, it's asking them a lot, okay, what do you like? And what already is working for you? Then I slowly, I add in pieces And I make it more of a change rather than we're going to take this away and put this in. Uh, We move on to from there. We have the nutritional, the physical major key importance why we're all here is strength, power, uh, mobility. You know, those are the obvious when it comes down to it. It's like, we need to create horsepower, especially within the youth industry. Um, big one is creating mobility, uh, especially for males, uh, for females, more creating uh, strength, uh, hypermobile athletes, same exact deal, just focusing more on strength with them. Um, and then the environmental, this one, I really, I feel is really, really important. That one is everything that's going on the outside, you know, athlete comes to us and we're used to we've put down numbers they're lifting this amount of weight they're able to go ahead and their their flexibility or mobility has a certain range of motion and then they come into us and all of a sudden it's not that way and we're like what the heck's going on here so a lot even before I go into training is I'll ask them okay you know how's school how's How's things with your parents? Um, You know, what's going on outside of life? What's your sleep look like? And then, in going in with those aspects as well, is when I'm working with the athletes, I have to go ahead and always make sure that I have that relationship and that rapport with the parents. You know, you folks are ultimately the ones that are going to decide whether you like me or I just, I need to fly the coop. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same when it comes to the coaches, uh, swing coaches, uh, physical therapists, such as yourself, that it's making sure that everybody works in line because ultimately it's about the betterment of the athlete. And if you don't have everybody on board, what's it really going to matter? You're just, you're fighting, you know, you're fighting against it. So that's basically where Rubik's comes.
0: Very cool. Very cool. I, mean, I like the, uh, you know, we always think of fitness being the physical side, like you mentioned, you know, the, the speed and the power, the strength, that stuff. But I, I like how you're starting to tie in more of that mental and just for that environmental where, you know, relationships are huge. And, in all aspects and life is all based around relationships, right? So I really like that, that's that style there. So with the, with the more holistic approach that you're taking,
1: yeah,
0: what do you feel like would be an area that's probably more important for golfers per se to focus
1: on? So, you know, what? such a darn hard question too, because, uh, again, the first thought that goes to my head is you got to make the athletes stronger. You have to make the athletes stronger. And what I started seeing is the first area that you really need to focus on and why mind movement training became such an important component for me with my athletes is it has to be mental. If they're not focused in on their training, it's going to make it more difficult. They're not going to be able to achieve their goals, you know? So definitely we have to think of an athlete as to a certain degree, a computer, you know, the brain's a motherboard. If the motherboard isn't working correctly, then the computer is not going to work correctly. So you you have to get the mind right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that makes complete sense. I mean, you hear all the time that golf is 90% mental, right? And 10% physical. And That's so it. it's, it's interesting how, how much do we spend time on that mental aspect?
1: hmm hmm So, so very true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with that, the, and you do a lot of work with the juniors, um, yeah. and. What are are some of the main differences you find between you're training a junior golfer versus an adult golfer?
1: You know, what differences really aren't there is more what the question should be. Um, You know, and thank goodness throughout my career, I've been blessed to go ahead and to consult with uh, some individuals on the Symmetra Char, uh, PGA, LPGA, and work with them one-on-one. Um, the biggest that comes down to it is one taking training as a priority it's the kids, uh, it's still become such a deal that they think it's about the swing. It's about the swing. If I can correct the swing, everything else is going to work better. And, you know, I got to give a lot of props to Titleist Performance Institute and individuals such as yourself that, are coming out and really trying to promote that, hey, you have to work on mobility. You have to work on proper warm-ups. You have to go ahead and you have to work on strengthening aspects because it's the preparation is actually what's going to make the swing better. They're too focused on, oh, it's all about the swing. It's all about the swing. Um, another one is just when you're giving kids the, the correctives to do, I can definitely tell you, and maybe some of the parents that are listening to this, it might be one of those aha moments. And they're like, Oh yeah, I, I get you. Um, you tell a kid, Hey, I'm going to give you three things. I want you to do three things on your own. And you say, that's your fitness homework. You expect them to go ahead and do it. And then when you come back the next day, you ask them. And they go, oh, shoot, I forgot. Or "Uh, I wasn't up to it. Mm -hmm. I see with adults, they're a little bit more gung-ho where they're like, yeah, I got to it. This is a fact that I got because there's a lot more on the line. Where it's, you have to go ahead and you have to paint more of a picture for a kid on... Not even so much, here's a fitness exercise behind it, but kind of how does it relay in everyday life and try to go ahead and actually to formulate up stuff that they're doing, not even just in the game itself, but in, in life. And when they start doing that, I mean, the greatest gift is seeing a kid when they're smiling and they're like, Oh yeah, now I see, this is why I have to do it. And it kind of, that's where transitions into adults as well. Um, Another one with adults in comparison to kids is um, I see that very few kids are open to going and actually say quickly to texting, to reaching out to a fitness coach, so to speak, because they may be, they may be a little bit timid where adult, they're like, Hey, this didn't work. I, I need help. I need a fix as quick as you can get it. Uh, you know, so that's kind of a big one there. Uh, and the last one for me is kind of the timing with things. Um, kids, uh, they generally have a little bit less of an attention span. So you really, you got to keep a session upbeat. You have to keep the whole process and reminding them this is a process. This is a long journey to it. And if you want to achieve your goals, Hey, let's get excited about it.
0: So. That
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. be it. Yeah. Okay. Really good. Yeah. No, I mean, I think with my experience working with, with juniors and, and youth, uh, that needing to give them a little bit more so that they have a better understanding of why they should be doing it. I don't think they quite see that, that as big of a picture as maybe adults do because yep. I think mean, more just the experience of life, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing, seeing these things. And so uh, they have a tendency to be a little bit more focused I think anybody that has, has kids or teenagers um, probably yeah. has experienced that, that aspect of, of them where they're very central focused. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so, Let's let's go with the junior golfer that's interested in in playing some college golf. Once they get into those ranks, you know, sure. what are some of the big things that that they need to be doing in order to to kind of get to that that goal of playing in college? Yeah, uh,
1: the um, great, great, great question. As they've all been, <laughs> probably one of the biggest things that I've learned throughout my career is it depends. It depends on. If you're working with the male, uh, you know, if we're speaking to a male junior golfer, what's the number one thing that I'm going to tell them is, hey, focus on your flexibility, um, your mobility. Um, Generally, they have a little bit more power, so to speak. So when you're able to go ahead and to increase their mobility, and that's what I've seen with a lot of the male juniors, is it just, it increases their distance and, it just kind of domino effect into other things. Uh, when it comes to females um, from juniors, they, they just, they lack the strength. Uh, so that's one area that I would really uh, take a little bit more time uh, It's priority of training. It's like, I'm going to go ahead and I want to put a little bit more horsepower behind there. And they generally... You see at the LPGA level and even at the girls college level, a lot of injuries when it comes to the lower back, especially in females, believe it or not, more than on the male tour.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: A a lot of that comes down to is they, um, they definitely needing to go ahead and to focus more on strengthening their glutes on making sure that their core is going to be really fundamentally sound. Um, just all those surrounding areas to it. They generally have a little bit better mobility, so you don't have to go ahead and as much put a focus there. So, uh, and that's kind of the same, you know, again, and it depends with the hypermobile uh, yeah. athlete. If you, you know, you go and somebody puts them on, oh, well, we're going to do an equal amount of mobility onto your strengthening. It's like, you've just damaged the kid because you're giving them something that they don't need. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, definitely. So just kind of a reminder in those for all the parents out there, male get, get them mobile. Okay. Because if they're stiff as a board, uh, their golf swing definitely is going to hurt. Uh, females, Hey, uh, you girls can hit it a mile and it's just getting the strength up there. Uh, and hypermobile athletes, um, at, Adam Scott's a big one that his trainer goes and just works largely on strengthening. So the uh-huh. same exact deal. It's like in making up to that next level, hey, don't totally worry about that mobile, mobile aspect, the stretching. It's like focus more on getting into the weight room, picking up the weight and doing some great stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I see same thing, you know, that then that's obviously generalized and you know, that's where the the assessment comes in from a fitness professional or a physical therapist or whoever may be that can a qualified professional that can give you that, give the assessment of, okay, where are we mobility wise? And then what do we need to get to with exactly. strength wise that power wise, you know, you, you, measure those things and you assess and then you, that's where you make that plan. And, but in general, yes, that that's exactly what I see as well as, the, the males don't focus on it cause they want to be strong and whatnot and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff and have the tendency to be tighter than anyways. And so mm-hmm. they need more mobility and that's usually the starting point with anybody that I have, you know, if there's any mobility restrictions, we got to address that first mm-hmm. before we can mm-hmm. even consider really some of the other stuff that we want to, want to improve. Because like you said, stiff as a board, you're going to have some issue uh, going down the line with, with playing golf or really any sport, uh, Just different demands, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's uh, as the saying goes, you know, a mobile joint is going to contribute to a stable joint. So that's why in Mike Boyle's kind of his uh, joint by joint approach, it's like through, you know, assess, don't guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely making sure that you're going through each one because say if you have that ankle and it's stiff well that's going to contribute maybe into the knee picking up a little bit more slack for it so yeah i completely agree yeah yeah
0: cool so thank you so much for, your, for all this information let's get into yeah, our wrap-up sure. questions here real fast cool. yeah, um, definitely. what is your favorite golf course or golf memory
1: <laughs> uh yeah great great stuff uh quick on both actually. So uh, favorite course I'm down here in Orlando, Florida. So I love Disney's Magnolia golf course. Uh, it kind of has a nice little balance where you head out there and it has that serene feeling to it. But depending on which hole you're at, I think it's roughly about the ninth hole there. That uh, they have a nice, beautiful dog leg heading right. And you can actually, you can hear some of the Magic Kingdom's music coming through. So it's a, a nice little blend. It Really, it brings your mood up. And though you may have a rough game, uh, it definitely it brings you back into it. And then my memory, uh, every year my cousin and I, we have a nice traditional golf round. And, uh, he's from New Jersey. I'm from New York. So we tend to get a little bit more into the razzing with each other. So it's always good when, uh, we'll have a few beers and go out and I tell him, uh, geez, you know, gosh, you whiffed that. And he goes to me, he's like, geez, yeah, you're, you're any better. Uh, you know, but afterwards we just have a nice, good laugh and we go into our Thanksgiving dinner and it's bringing all the family in
0: together. So very cool. Very cool. And so what what would be a takeaway that you want our listeners to apply to today? Uh,
1: definitely a big application for today. Uh, since we're speaking about when it comes to youth fitness, youth development, youth golfers uh, parents understand kids, their kids first. Um, I think the biggest issue right now is we're so focused on, they need, they need to be a golfer. That's the only sport. And I understand it's something that can be expensive down to it. Then what's the way to go ahead and to kind of circumvent that, so to speak is, uh, then allow the kids to have off time. Allow them just to have fun, to play. When they're out there, they're playing the game. It's like let them go ahead and play it. Be their supporter. So that be it.
0: Yep, yep. I, I agree. I love that. You know, you want them to enjoy enjoy the sport for a lifetime. Uh, not That's have it. their their main uh, accomplishments all be in the uh, early lifehood, early childhood or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I like that Sorry. advice. Who should we have on the podcast here? <laughs> I wish we had
1: about a, another half an hour, so to speak, uh, because, you know, there's such great people. Um, especially when it comes to the youth fitness market, um, you know, there's not just people in golf, but one of the big ones that I think if you want to get another youth, perspective is, uh, Milo, Milo Bryant. Um, uh, definitely big guy when it comes into TPI and help create the junior development program. Uh, but also another guy outside of it when it comes to youth fitness and I'd really, really recommend is, uh, Dave Gleason. Dave Gleason has been in the industry. I'd say easily 20, if not 25 years and great guy, that he just amazing with bringing games and development at each age group, uh, nutritional wise, Robert Yang. Uh, I love how he just, he focuses on a different way of looking at nutrition. So, uh, you know, we think it's about having all the carbohydrates and actually he focuses on protein, fats, fiber. So, Definitely good to look into there. Uh, Some local guys that I'd recommend. Like I said, I have a laundry list, so I'm kind of just limiting it down here. Uh, Ryan Blackburn, he's a great, great guy. Uh, He actually, currently I know he works with uh, Brian Gay, um, works with quite a few junior golfers down here in Orlando, uh, and definitely has been on the Golf Channel, amazing individual. Uh, Mitch Zdowski is another guy, really, really smart. Uh he junior uh, volleyball guy as well. And uh, t- mind-wise, I heard on one of your other podcasts, there was uh, Brett McCabe. He's a great guy. Uh, my own guy that I actually I pick is uh, Tom Hurley. He is uh, another volleyball guy. Uh, he loves golf, but uh, just really, really takes a totally different perspective of the mental. All
0: okay. right. Well, thank you so much uh, for the, those <laughs> names, and we'll connect with them maybe and, awesome. and get them on the sidecast, see what they can offer us and how we can <laughs> learn from them as well. Sure. Thank you, Nelson, so much for coming on today. Man. Thanks. Cool thank you. Please let us know uh, how can we help support you and the work that you're doing.
1: Okay. Awesome. Well, um, shameless plug a little bit. Uh, I actually, I'm launching this Friday a uh, five-step parental guide uh, to when it comes to youth fitness uh, because there is that gap when it comes to education. um, And I want the parents to be able to have that confidence to give information to their kids, uh, so that they go in and they get great results. Um, you can reach me over on Facebook at Nelson Morales. Um, also feel free, email me at, uh, Nelson at KFS fitness.com, or I'm over at Instagram. I'm pretty much posting there every day. You'll see, hopefully, my smiling face, my big mouth. And uh, that's at KFS Sports Performance. And uh, I'd love to go ahead and communicate with you guys.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's it for this episode of the Golf Under Park podcast. We'll have all of Nelson's information in the show notes. And Nelson, if you want to give us a link of that uh, five-step parental guide, we'll make sure we get some of the show notes so people can get access to that as well. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nelson, and for all of you guys for listening. Thank take you. care. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed this content, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that we can get this in front of more people. Thank you. Do you want to take your fitness to the next level? Join our Golf Fitness Tips Facebook group to learn more about how you can improve your fitness and improve your golf game by upping your potential through mobility strengthening and wellness tips again our facebook group is golf fitness tips we'll see you there have a good one